What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're going to be diving into the real reality of canceled reality shows. We're going to be discussing some of my favorite shows that are no longer in production, talk about how I would want to see them come back, which ones I don't think would come back, and how I would want to see them done in today's climate. Lock in while I clock in, because we're about to get into it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Cherie Laveau, and we are about to get into it. How's everybody feeling? How is the weather? How's your pH balance? How are all the things of the things? I am doing well, and I am happy to be with all of you today. Listen, today we're going to be getting to the real reality of canceled reality shows and the ones that I want rebooted. But before we do that, we are going to have a few church announcements. I feel like that's becoming a little bit of a consistent segment here on the pod. But before we get to the church announcements, I'm going to talk to you about what shows I'm going to be covering in today's episode and why I wanted to do this show. Okay, Listen, I wanted to do this episode because these are shows that I would love to see today, shows that I miss watching on TV, shows that I want to come back, shows that live rent-free in my mind, that that have a certain level of consistent nostalgia in my mind. Um, I would love to see these shows come back either with a new cast or updating us on former cast members, kind of like how The Real Housewives of Miami did. Um, and also because I'm somebody who would also love to produce reality TV one day. I think that I am somebody who is really obsessed with docu-style television, documentaries, um, that real life learning about people type of element. And then I've become obsessed with how these production companies and how these networks kind of take that style of TV and then amplify it with this like sitcom type of dramatic drama type of element that you find in scripted television. And I would love to find a balance between that and find the balance between giving really productive, really inspiring television that also has a good level of drama attached to it. Do you get what I mean? I think a reality show that really was a good example of that was Tia and Tamara. I think their reality show had a good, healthy amount of drama, but it was also heavily coded in love and family and camaraderie and wanting to see see each other win. Do you get what I mean? Um, The shows that I'm going to be covering in today's episode are just a few that come to the top of my mind when I think about shows that I would want to see back on TV, shows that I'm missing on reality TV. Um, I think about Hollywood Divas that aired on TV One. I think about R&B Divas that aired on TV One. I think about Mob Wives that aired on VH1. I think about The Platinum Life that aired on E. The Next 15 that aired on TV One. And the show From the Bottom Up that aired on WeTV. Now, those are going to be the the, the shows that I'm covering in today's episode, 
They aren't all the shows that I would love to see come back, but this is just one episode. So I'm sure that if you guys like like if you guys like this episode, I'll follow it up with another one with some more shows that I would love to see come back one day. Now, let's get to the church announcements, shall we? All right, y'all, let's get to the church announcements so we can get to the show. If you hear my dog, Abby, cutting up in the background, don't mind her. You know that she's my support animal. I'm her support human. And we're figuring out this whole sticking by each other's side, uh, uh, attached to each other's hip while I'm trying to record a decently professionally sounding podcast. So excuse us both. Now, I'd like to open with the fact that I haven't had a chance to get to the second part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion yet. I, I, I know that it's like almost time for the new episode, but listen, I have been trying to get this podcast together. I've been trying to keep it all going, figure it all out. Um, I accidentally published my episode on the Real Housewives of of Potomac, so I've been having to like double up these episodes, figure it out. But listen, I'm gonna get to it. It's gonna be Friday's episode. I apologize, but I have not forgotten about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Trust me. Now, also, I wanted to announce that you know how people like name their fan bases, name their listeners, name their subscribers, all those things are the things. If you come from my YouTube channel, you know that I affectionately named you guys the Baby Gorgeous Gang. Um, and if you haven't seen my video on why, there's a video on my YouTube channel called Baby Gorgeous Gang in this thing. It's like my second most watched video. Um, where I talk about some things that happened on YouTube and some things that I was going through and how the whole baby gorgeous thing came to happen and all of those types of things, blah, 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 blah. Now, I say all of that to say I wanted to name the listeners of this podcast early because I wanted to have all the branding, all of the association, all of the things of the things kind of knocked out early so that once people actually started listening and caring about this podcast and really wanting to like, you know, once we start blowing up over here, as the kids say, we'll already have all of these things kind of established, right? So you know how the name of the podcast is Real Reality Realness, right? I'm leaning into this whole real thing, okay? I am over embracing my indulgence of the word real and I'm going to name my listeners the realtors, right? And I think the reason why is because I love reality shows about reality TV. Uh, I, 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 I love reality shows about real estate, excuse me. And I think that real estate agents, realtors, they really are... They are hustlers, they're go-getters, they go out and get what they want, they make life happen for themselves, and I think that they are strong figures, they have some of the best reality shows on television, and I appreciate it. Um, Now, mind you, when I say I love shows about reality TV, I'm not necessarily talking about just like shows like Million Dollar Listening and 
I feel like I just said million dollar listening. Anyway, million dollar listing. Um, or the Jeff Lewis shows or, you know, I'm not just talking about shows like that, Selling Sunset, those type of shows. I'm also talking about the old school HGTV type shows and not even just old school. I'm talking about like the HGTV type shows because listen... I know that on Real Reality Realness, we're mostly talking about these ensemble casts that get into it. We've we've seemed to get trapped in a wormhole that is the is the Housewives cinematic u- universe and all of that. But I love a good HGTV show. Love it or list it is iconic. Do you hear me? Love It or List It has some of the best reality TV drama that I have ever seen. It's so funny. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It's well-designed. Every episode, there's drama, there's money, there's opulence, there's wealth, there's real estate, there's laughs. Love It or List It has everything, okay? And like I said... I'm embracing my overindulgence of the word real. And I think naming you guys the realtors is real EQ. Let me know if that sounded as good as it did in my head. Anyway, um, that's really about it as far as the church announcements are concerned. I just wanted to let you guys know that I am going to get to the second part of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I am. It's that's going to be Friday's episode. I have just been organizing and figuring out all the episodes to coincide with my interviews. Am I going to drop solo episodes with the interviews? Because the interviews tend to go really long. So not everybody may want to listen to the longer show right away. They may want to wait till they get home from work and chill at the house and pour some wine and listen to the show then. So I have, so I was trying to, trying to decide if when I have long, long interviews, do I want to upload a shorter interview or uh, uh, upload a shorter episode that's just me to coincide with that so they can have something shorter to, to listen to during the day and then go back and let listen to the longer episode should i just save the longer ep- should i just save the, the shorter episode for another day i've been figuring it all out but like i said we're only in week two of this podcast we're still figuring it out we're we're, we're still getting all of the production together but i appreciate every single one of you for riding this ride with me now without further ado let's get to the real reality of canceled reality shows be right back All right, everybody, let's get to it. The first show that that I'm going to be covering in my list today is going to be Hollywood Divas. If you guys remember this show, this was a show that was on TV One. It was a show about Hollywood actresses, mostly within the African-American urban sector. And they are maintaining, rebuilding, rebranding, and building new careers in Hollywood, right? And I loved this show because of the way that it was shot, the interludes, the way that it would segue from scene to scene, 
by like describing what was about to happen in each scene like it was a um description in the script it was very nice it was very well shot it was very interesting it had a very kooky cast of characters with golden brooks paula j parker lisa Wu from the real housewives of atlanta um elise neal um countess vaughn and you know it was these, these really interesting groups of women who i honestly don't see being in the same room with each other i don't see being friends in real life but they're all these women who we all know from all of these these nostalgic shows like girlfriends and from the hughley's and from all of us and from the parkers and moesha and um paula j parker from friday and phone booth and hustle and flow and all of these type types of shows she she well, those movies, she was Trudy on the Proud Family. And, you know, we we have a great relationship with all of these people, but we didn't necessarily understand what they were doing in the same room with each other. And I think that was part of the reason why the show never really felt completely cohesive to me. I think the the show had a lot of potential and I think it had a lot of foundation and footing and there was a lot that the show could do but I just didn't understand what these women were doing in a group together I didn't think that any of these women were actually friends outside of the outside of the show even if they did try to paint this narrative that they you know have known each other for all these years I'm sure that they've ran in the same Hollywood circles they've seen each other at the same auditions this that and the third blah 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 but I don't feel like any of those women were real actual friends before those cameras started rolling I I don't even think those women knew each other like that to be perfectly honest with the exception of maybe Paula J Parker and Elise Neal so what I, so what I would like to see happen with this show is I would love to see it come back with a brand new cast in Atlanta. And the reason why I want to see it come back with with a brand new cast in Atlanta is because I want to see what Hollywood divas would look like with actresses who are in this new Atlanta is the is is black Hollywood age of the entertainment industry where Atlanta is the place where black people go to get moving and shaking in Hollywood. And I would love to see new and up and coming actresses, established actresses. I would love to see actresses who are popping right now. I, I, I would love, love to see all three of those sectors of black Hollywood come together and create a show to show all the dynamics of where Hollywood has come from as far as black people's place in Hollywood. And I would love to see where it is right now with Atlanta being the new um, Mecca for people to go and get acting work as people of color in Hollywood. Um, I would love to see the girls, you know, bring Tyler Perry into this, not necessarily him specifically, but maybe like the girls from one of his shows, um, see see some girls like that like that's where I would love to see the casting pool start is at Tyler Perry Studios to be perfectly honest um I would love to see girls who were actresses who are now on reality shows to be honest I think Drew Sedora would do a lot better on a Hollywood Divas than she would a Real Housewives of Atlanta you know I think she's getting her footing 
one of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but with all the acting that she's doing, she reminds me of the stunts and shows that Paula J. Parker would pull on the original Hollywood divas. And I feel like she would thrive as a big fish in that pond instead of someone who looks like they're trying so hard to make their way on an established show. You know what I mean? So... With Hollywood Divas, I would want to see a brand new cast. I would want to see the show move to Atlanta. I would want to see the girls moving and shaking. Who's, you know, getting the ranks at Tyler Perry Studios? Who else is out there making things happen as far as Hollywood goes in Atlanta? Um, Because I'm sure that it's not just Tyler Perry out there making movies and television in Atlanta. It's... I'm sure that he didn't make Atlanta the epicenter of Black Hollywood by itself, by himself. Do you get what I mean? Do I do I think he has a big stake in that environment and in that community? 100%. But I do want to see what's going on outside of that because I don't want it to become like another Tyler Perry production. Do you get what I'm saying? So um, do I have suggestions of cast members? No, not at this very moment. I don't know who I would see on a show like that because I, I I don't necessarily know who's moving and shaking in Atlanta. Like, I don't know who the actresses are that are in Atlanta right now. That's why I would say start with Tyler Perry Studios and dig through the girls who are on Tyler Perry shows right now. And I think that you'd be able to find um, girls who fit all those categories and then branch out to girls who aren't in specifically the the Tyler Perry space. I think when it comes to Tyler Perry Studios, I think you'd be able to find the woman who has been in Hollywood for a while, who's making it work in this new climate in Atlanta. The new actress who's the ingenue, who's up and coming in Atlanta and who's just getting her big breaks and she's just getting her legs going. And then the woman who's been moving and shaking around here for a while and she sees you know, where Black Hollywood has been, where Black Hollywood is going, and she's kind of making that transition into the new era. Um, I think you can find all of those women in a Tyler Perry production somewhere. So I think that that would be a good place to start and then see if we can branch outside of specifically the the Tyler Perry space. Um, The next show that I want to cover is R&B Divas. Specifically, the L.A. version. I want to see the L.A. version come back as is. And if they did bring back the Atlanta version, I would want to see the Atlanta version come back with an entirely new cast. I don't want to see anybody from the Atlanta version come back because I just felt like that show worked for what it was because we knew all of those women already. Do you get what I mean? I feel like the reason why R&B Divas worked as long as it did is because we knew every single one of those people that came on the show. So whether those women knew each other or not, whether those women had chemistry, whether their dynamics worked or not, we kind of enjoyed them because we enjoyed seeing women we know, women whose songs that we enjoyed singing come together and interact with each other in this way that was over-dramatized and was also centered around getting something done, right? But I don't want to see that anymore. Like, I don't want to see women who don't know each other come around. I want to see real 
R&B girls who know each other, who have been around each other, who have moved and shaked and done each other's records, wrote records for each other, produced records for each other, all those things, had success, lost success, all of those things. Like, I want to see those girls come together and really make some shit shake because I'm tired of seeing these situations where these women are just thrown together, don't know each other, and they have to get together, get to know each other, and but also represent what a friend group is supposed to look like like how are you like it it gets annoying when there's supposed to be this clique and this circle and this group that we're supposed to aspire for our friend group to be like yet we're also simultaneously watching them get to know each other so it's like how can y'all be a friend group that we aspire to when y'all bitches don't, don't even know each other yet i think we need girls who have been in girl groups, girls who know each other, girls who have worked together, toured together, all that type of stuff. Female rappers, female singers, all that type of stuff. I think we I think we need all of that when it comes to R&B divas because nowadays people are blending rap and singing. I don't know if Lizzo is a rapper or a singer. Y'all keep trying to call her a rapper and I've never heard her rap before. Um, talk singing is blurring the line between rapping and singing. And I want to see that kind of talked about on the show and see if there are any female vocalists who really sing, sing, who feel, who feel a type of way about that. Um, I, 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 I would love to see that dynamic explored. Um, and as far as the LA franchise goes I want to see those women come back I would love to see Lil Mo come back I would love to see Chrisette Michelle I would love to see Claudette Ortiz I would love to see Shantae Moore I would love to see all of those girls come back and figure it out because that group of girls was dynamic Leela James I want to see all of those girls come back. It just seems like those girls were a group of girls who I enjoyed watching get get to know each other because they weren't over dramatic. Not all of them, but it just that group of girls was just that just worked. R&B Divas LA was so good. I miss Kelly Price. I want to see Dawn Robinson again, even though I'm I'm sure she'll never come back to anything that has to do with R&B Divas. I just feel like the casting on R&B Divas LA was so pristine. I feel like they were the original franchise because they just got it right off of the bat. Claudette Ortiz, Little Mo. Don Robinson, Kelly Price, um, Shantae Moore, just it, it just was so good. And then they brought in Chrisette Michelle, who was all about therapy. She was this spiritual being, and I would love to see Chrisette Michelle build her career back up and see her reestablishing where her career or reaffirming her career in in this new post-Trump, post-cancellation era. Like, I want to see what Little Mo is doing post-divorce. Does she have a new husband? How's Shantae Moore doing? Like, I would like I would just love to see that cast again come back. 
because R&B Divas LA was amazing. R&B Divas Atlanta was good for the first couple of seasons, but it was hard to watch this group of women who already didn't know each other in the first season get to know each other and then continue to try to figure out this dynamic of them not knowing each other and also not liking each other with new women coming into the fold. I think that with Faith Evans leaving and and Angie Stone coming in, I think it made that dynamic even harder because they had to adjust to new women coming in and inserting their personalities while they were still trying to figure out their dynamic as the originals. So it created this imbalance of them having an alliance because they're the new girls and them trying to get to know or them having an alliance because they're the original girls them trying to get to know the new girls the new girls trying to interact with the ogs and then they brought in new girls every season girls who didn't want to sing why was latavia there don't bring her ass back i I just it just i just i just r&b divas atlanta just It worked while it worked, but when it stopped working, it completely stopped working. And I think that it worked season one because of the gimmick of it all about these R&B singers who we all know, who we remember, who we still sing their music, who we would love to see, da-da-da-da-da. I would love to see Adina Howard come on to R&B Divas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to see Adina Howard come on to to R&B Divas. I would love to see... Uh, who else would, would I love to see? I would love to see Brandy on an R&B Divas. You know what I'm saying? Brandy's done reality television. She's not new to it. I would love to see her on an R&B Divas as, like, somebody who's completely legendary, who has never really had a low point in their career. They've always been moving but they've just had ebbs and flows. Like, I would love to see that. I would love to see new girls, like a LMA, come into the fold. I would love to see that. And I know I said female rappers. You know, I lied. I don't necessarily want to see female rappers. I would love to see female rappers featured. But if we're going to do, like, female rappers, I would love to see a new... it. A, a, a new iteration of Sisterhood of Hip Hop. Um, I'll add that in as an honorable mention to the list because I do think that the show Sisterhood of Hip of Hip Hop had a lot of potential, but I don't think that it was good casting. I think that there were a lot of people on there who were about hip hop and then there were people on there who were not about being in their bag and and they and the, and, and they were about doing a reality show. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think that if we're going to do Sisterhood of Hip Hop, I really want Sister Hip Hop, Sisterhood of Hip Hop to be done right because I feel like they had a great show, they had a great concept, they had a great group. That's where we originally saw Bia. Do you get what I mean? And I would love to see where some of those girls are now. I would love to know where Saya and why she hasn't hooked up with somebody like Young M.A. Or, you know, why she hasn't been out doing more music and why we haven't seen her blow up. Where is Naima Supreme? She had a baby after the show. Where is she at? How's she doing? What's going on with her music? Audra the Rapper. Lee Mazin. Um... 
all those girls. I would love love to see where all the girls from Sisterhood of Hip Hop are, even Diamond, because I originally tuned into the show because of Diamond. She was the main one who I knew from the show. She was the main one who I recognized when the show came out. So I would love to know what Diamond is doing now and you know because I don't think that growing up hip hop Atlanta is coming back and she just joined that show in its latest season but I don't know if that show is even coming back so I would love to see where Diamond is right now she's been moving and shaking but like it seems like she's been maintaining whatever level she's been on all these years and we haven't seen Diamond progress anywhere we still haven't gotten Diamond's solo album We've seen Diamond do a project with Princess from Crime Mob. We've seen Crime Mob get back together, allegedly break up, allegedly. I'm not exactly sure what they've been going on. I don't know what Diamond has going on. So I think that there should be a sisterhood of hip hop, probably Atlanta. I don't know where all the female rappers are going nowadays or where they're at or what's going on. Like, I don't know if all the new girls are signing to QC. I would love to see a sisterhood of hip-hop with a Lakia, with a Glorilla, with a Coyla Ray, with a Erica Banks, with a Dream Doll, with a Diamond and a Princess, with, you know... And, like, I would love to see some, see, like, some OG female rappers come in, like a Rod Digger. I love seeing MC Light. Um, Bring in all those girls. Yo-Yo, who we know is willing to do reality TV. Um, I would love to see those girls come in and do Sisterhood of Hip Hop because I think that there's a fresh crop of girls who are really coming in and really pushing the boundaries and really bubbling. And I want to see what those girls look like now. And I want to see... I want to see reality shows that aren't centered around drama and fighting when it comes to the interaction with the girls. If there's going to be drama and tension and all of that on the show, I want to see that surrounded around the stuff going on in their lives. Like the music isn't ready for for their performance. Two of their dancers quit three hours before the show. They get to sound check and they don't get a sound check. There's no clothes. Their shoes don't fit. The the uh, person who was supposed to come and glue glue their wig down didn't show up. Like that's the drama that I want to see. I don't want to see the girls fighting. I want to see camaraderie. Now, if they disagree, they they disagree. That's natural. Uh, okay. But I don't want to see this forced reality TV drama. Oh, we have to make a scene, so we think that we have to argue to make good TV. No, I want to see the drama be within the work, right? And be within the stuff that naturally happens and comes along with being a female rapper. Same thing with R&B divas. Like, prime example, I used to be a part of a, of a, of a professional dance company, right? I used to be cast on a professional dance company and they wanted to do a web series one season. And I had the idea of producing the web series because I'm obsessed with reality TV. I want to be a reality TV producer one day. And this was years ago. This was like a few years ago. This was three, four, maybe five years ago that this happened. And I 
so so this goes to 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 show you how how far back that love of reality tv and how far that love of reality tv producing goes so i offered to produce the web series because i had a lot of ideas i i i, I had a lot of ways that i thought that the show could go and a lot of ways that we could make the the show great and then that idea eventually developed into wanting to pitch a possible reality show to a production company for the dance company, right? Um, Kind of like an adult version of Abby Lee, kind of like an adult version of Bring It, um, but with a professional dance company of adults who are also dance teachers, who teach in schools, teach at the dance company, who, you know, have who have regular lives outside of the dance company, who work outside of the company, who have kids, who, you know, are all regular people. But we all come together because we are a part of this dance company who does all these different productions every year. And we also have these dance classes and these students that we teach. And we also have kids at home. And some of us have husbands and boyfriends. And I just felt like there was so many dynamic elements to that show that could make great storylines and great tv as an adult version instead of just the kids and doing like a dance moms or a bring it i thought that doing doing an adult version of that would offer more dynamic and and relatable stories to wider audiences right but one thing that my boss was adamant on was that they didn't want drama between the cast members, right? They didn't want to see us fighting. They didn't want to see us arguing. They didn't want to see us doing all of that, right? Which really, there wasn't a lot of that between us anyway. Like, there was never really, like, full-out arguments or disagreements or things like that. We may have disagreed with each other, but we figured it out really amongst ourselves. It was never really big situations where we had these full-out dramas where, you know, it was, we couldn't get the work done because there was two people beefing or some shit like that. We never really had drama like that. So we wouldn't have gotten that anyway, but I think because the way that it worked with us was all of the drama happened outside of the dance studio and outside of the building. We came in and we left all of our hearts and our souls on that dance floor. And then all of the drama happened outside of the dance studio. So there would be murmurs and talks and bubblings of things that were going on between the cast members outside of the studio when we went on lunch break, when we, you know, had water breaks and things like that. We, 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 we would go to our cars and talk about stuff that was going on, but we would never ha- bring the drama into the studio. And I think that would be, that would have been another awesome dynamic, right? I say all of that to say that all the real drama that would have happened on our show would have been about people not turning in their music on time, people not turning in their choreography on time, people not turning in their breakdowns of uh, 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 of like what they needed from the opera house as far as lighting cues and stage direction and all of that type of stuff uh, of like people not being prepared, pe- people being late. And then if there was drama between the the um, cast members it always happened outside of the studio so you never would have seen you would have seen us handle our drama very professionally because we would get our job done as professional dancers in the studio and then outside of the drama 
then outside of the studio, we would always handle the drama somewhere else, right? So I think that you would have seen us have a healthy and effective way of conflict re- conflict re- resolution while still having enough healthy drama within the actual production of our shows to keep the shit going. I think that's what needs to happen with R&B Divas um, and with Sisterhood of Hip Hop if those shows were to come back. I think that because these women have actual careers in music that we want to respect and that they want to grow and they have actual platforms that they're building, I think that we need to focus the drama off of their interactions with the other cast members and focus it more on their interactions with their teams, their interactions with the industry, their interactions with their labels, their interactions with, you know, um, booking agents and promoters and producers and all of the drama that naturally comes with the industry. I think there's enough to focus on outside of just bitches fighting over stupid shit. Like, if the cast members are going to beef, I want it to be about something real. Like, oh, I had this song and then somebody else bought it and the producer gave my song away. Like, like, like I think that's real drama. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's something real. Um, I think that if there was another show that I wanted to cover, it would be next on the list. I'm going to go to Mob Wives. Um, I, I, I was trying to decide if I wanted to go to the Platinum Life or to Mob Wives first because the Platinum Life was about music, but Mob Wives is just chronologically on the list. So I'll go in order. I want to see Mob Wives come back. One, because I never wanted to see it go away. I enjoyed the original version. I don't want to see it come back with any new cities. I want the original to come back with the original cast members, Karen, Drita, Renee, Carla, um, I want the original girls, right? Those original four girls, Karen, Drita, Carla, and, um, what's the woman's name? Renee. Shit, I'm sorry. I just, I completely blanked out. Now, I heard there was a rumor going around a year or two ago that Mob Wives was supposed to be coming back. They're working on bringing it back. Um, It was supposed to be rebooted. All the girls were coming back except Drita. Um, And I want to know what happened to that because nobody wanted Mob Wives to go away. It was such a well-produced show. It was so good. That's one of the... You know, it had really dynamic stories. It had a rich history of girls who knew each other for a long time. All of these women knew each other way before the show started. They had these 20-year friendships, these 20, 30-year friendships. They grew up together. They knew each other since they were 16. All of this type of stuff. I love reality shows like that where the people on the show, they, they got cast on the show together because they were actually friends in real life. And they weren't just put together and developed a friendship that's like i said the other day why i have respect for robin and giselle even though i don't like the way that their dynamic play plays out on tv i i respect the actual depth of their friendship 
Same thing with Jennifer and Evelyn from Basketball Wives. You could tell that they were real friends before the cameras ever started rolling. Like they just had that sisterly dynamic of like girls who met in high school, girls who met in college. They were giving very Courtney and Whitney vibes. Clock your references if you've ever seen Bring It On. But I want to see Mob Wives come back, the original. I don't want to see Mob Wives Chicago. I don't want to see Mob Wives DC. I don't want to see Mob Wives Atlanta or Los Angeles. Just bring back Mob Wives, the original Staten Island with the girls that we know and love. Now, with that being said, the reason why Drita said she wasn't coming back, one, is probably just because she hates the girls. And then two, because she said that she was supposed to be doing a show about her life on Netflix. And I want to know, is that show still happening? Is that show still happening? Because I want to know how that's going to work. Is it going to look like The Sopranos? Like, how is this going to look? Is it going to look like, you know, a Victoria Gotti biopic? Like, how is Drita's life story going to work out on Netflix? Has she optioned the show? I've been Googling stuff. I, I haven't really seen anything developing so I want to know what's going on with that I haven't seen her talking about it on her Instagram I want to know what's going on with that what's going on with the new version of Mob Wives and when I say I want the original girls to come back I really mean the original four girls I don't even know if I want any of the girls who came along throughout the show to come back like the Marissa Jades or the Brittany Fogarty's or the Natalie Gercios and the Nat D and the Nat G and the I just think that that just added too much to the show I think working it out between these girls needed to be the focus because I think bringing in all these extra characters and bringing in all these extra women who don't know the women like that and who may or may not have real ties to this lifestyle it just it was just too much it was these girls trying to come on and be the original girls and try to keep up with drita and renee and and it was it just it the new girls just felt like they were trying too hard especially the britney fogarty's and all of that um the Nat G's and the Nat D's. If you want to bring back a girl, bring back Marissa Jade, I guess. Because to me, I liked her the best out of all of the new additions. She felt the most natural. She she went on to do reality shows outside of Mob Wives. I just liked her because she was the one who felt the less, the least pressed to be there. She's the one who felt like... It was not a big deal for her. She didn't have to be on the show. She was the one who like felt like she got casted on the show because she actually had like real ties to the lifestyle. Like I believed her the most because she seemed the least pressed. Now, I don't know where the rest of the girls are. If you want to bring in anybody new, bring in Big Angie's daughters. You know, what's going on with the drunken monkey? What's going on with the Miami monkey? What's going on with Angie's family? They're still family with Renee and Drita and Carla and all the girls. I'm sure that all the girls keep up with them, Karen and all of them. Bring in the kids. Um, that show that Karen was was producing for MTV, Kids of Staten Island or Kids of New York or whatever it is that was supposed to be like like a Mob Wives spinoff, but with the kids. 
um, bring the kids into it. You know what I'm saying? Where's Karina? What's she doing? Um, and and if y'all want to do a Mob Wives spinoff, do an official Mob Wives spinoff with the kids and bring back those kids from um, growing up Staten Island or whatever that show was that Karen was producing that was supposed to be like a Mob Wives kids. Bring that back and make that a spinoff of Mob Wives and make it like a, an official Mob Wives spinoff. Kids of the Mob or something like do something like that. I don't know if y'all would be able to necessarily bring that show back in today's climate. I don't know if it would work today, but I do know that I that that I enjoyed the original. I think that especially seeing all of, all, all of the women fighting and people hating seeing it and all of that stuff, I don't think people really want to see that nowadays. I think that that level of drama is a bit too intense. And I think that, you know, we're starting to, to get away from physical drama being something that's so openly embraced on reality TV, which I can honestly appreciate. But... If they did bring it back, that's one of my favorites. I would love to see that come back. So, Renee, if you're listening to this, let me know what's going on with Mob Wives. Jennifer Graziano, Renee's sister, who was the executive producer, if you get a whiff of this, let me know what's going on. Drita, if you hear about this podcast, let me know what's going on with the show that you were supposed to be selling to Netflix about your life. What's going on with that? Um, And let me know where all the other girls are. Where's Karen? Where's Carla? How are Angie's kids? What's going on with that? Is the Miami monkey still open? Is the drunken monkey still open? Like, what's going on with Angie's legacy? Where's her husband? Um, just give us an update. Do a reunion special or something. Like, I would love to just see a where are they now. Just do a catch up with the Mob Wives. Kind of like how um, Hollywood exes did that random reunion during quarantine out of nowhere. It was like, why are y'all in the same room together? Like... Are y'all doing a reboot or not? Anyway, with that being said, I'm halfway through my list. Let, let's take a break and I'm going to come back and talk about the rest of the shows. Alrighty, stay tuned. I'll be right back. Alright everybody, let's get back into it. This is the second half of the episode and we're about to get into The Platinum Life. Now, The Platinum Life was a show that was originally on the E! Channel. It lasted one season. It was about the wives and girlfriends of famous musicians, music stars, rappers, singers, all of that type of stuff. And it had people like Lola Monroe, Crystal Smith, um, LaMaya, uh, Good, who was Megan Good's sister. I think she's married to Elijah Blake, something like that. Um, it, it had a bunch of women who were connected to musicians, Miss Jackson, who was Nelly's ex-girlfriend. And I think that the idea of this show was good, but this is what I mean when I say I don't like 
casts of reality television who don't know each other. I feel like none of these women really knew each other. I feel like none of them were really friends before the show. And I feel like you put women together and then force them to act like a friend group and then put them in these scenarios where they're supposed to be friends and have this have this rapport with each other already and then they don't and then it instantly causes fights but then you don't understand why they're fighting because they don't know each other it just excuse me i don't feel like there's a reason for that i feel like the only way that these ensemble shows truly work and can have a real longevity is if they're based in real friendships If you notice, the only shows that are still working are shows that have long-ass friendships. Or they've been on so long that we've gotten used to the people who are on the show because all of the people with the long-standing friendships are gone. Do you get what I mean? So, to me, I just... I like the idea of the show, especially because we got to see behind the scenes of people like Nelly and Neo and Miguel and, um, you know, all of these people. Nazanin, who was who was Miguel's wife, we got to see them, you know, with their engagement and like all of that stuff. And it just it just seemed like the show had a lot of potential but the reason why it didn't work is because those women did not know each other and so it was hard to believe that this was a real friend group i wish that every show that's like this if you're going to just put people together and just call them a friend group I wish that they would handle it like Monique and the girls on Love and Marriage DC handled it. They came into the show saying, we are friendly. We are building a friendship. We are trying to build this circle together. The the nucleus of this group is Monique Samuels. We are all Monique's friends, but we are not all friends. And we're trying to figure it out. I think that that was something that was honest i think that that was something that was a way to come in and break the fourth wall immediately and be like hey this is not your average reality show we are not all friends we did we we did not all come into this thing like home girls this ain't sex in the city this ain't girlfriends like like this ain't tony joan blanche uh, uh, uh tony joan blanche tony joan maya and lynn like this ain't the golden girls like and i appreciated that amount of honesty from love and marriage dc i appreciated that we got to see this film this friend group form because we got to see people like ashley silva and arena tyler kind of get together and realize that their personalities kind of work together like Maud and Vivian. Like, they really kind of just fit together like a like, like a Giselle and Robin in a way. I don't like how that could possibly turn out on TV because I don't want Arena looking like Ashley Silva's sidekick. But... I do like their friendship because I think that they both kind of understand each other's personality and they understand their personality and they understand like one is a A type, one is a B type personality. So they don't have to compete with who is the top dog in their friendship. They understand where each other stands and they understand that they're both equal and different. And I like that. 
do you get me whereas with Giselle and Robin I think that it's a A and B personality but Robin doesn't always feel like she's her own independent person outside of Giselle so when it comes to the platinum life I want to see them with a whole new cast of girls um the only person I would honestly want to see back on this show is Lola Monroe. And that is because she's the only person that I recognized when this show started. She was the reason I was watching. I didn't see enough of her. I didn't see enough of her life. I didn't see her doing enough on the show for me. So I feel like if she's going to come back to reality TV, I feel like it would have to be, you know, all in or all nothing. Because I just, I just wonder what Lola Monroe is doing. Honestly, I genuinely wonder, I genuinely wonder what Lola Monroe is doing. Like, why is she not putting out music? Why is she not? Why is there not a collaborative album with her and King Los? Like, why, why have we never gotten a King, a King Los Queen Row album? Why have we never gotten a Lola Monroe album? Why is she still not doing music? Has she had another baby? Like, what is going on? Are they going to get married? Like, what is happening with her and Los? Like, can we get a... Can we get a spinoff of the Platinum Life and it just be about Lola Monroe and Los? I'll take that. Even if this... Listen, if y'all don't do a new cast of the Platinum Life in the same format where it's a group of girls who are the wives and girlfriends of musicians then do it as a spinoff of the original show with Lola Monroe and Los because that's what I want to see I want to see how they're doing how's their son what's going on with their life is Los still making music where like what is going on with these two I just want to hear more from them I want to hear more music from Lola Monroe or I just want to hear her say the music is not her priority so that I can stop waiting on her to drop Because that's the thing that bothers me. Like, if they know they don't plan on releasing music, if they know that music is not their priority right now, just tell the fans that. Just tell the fans so that we can stop waiting around on music so that every time we see you on the internet doing something besides music, we don't get pissed off because we we feel like we're waiting on music and you just around here bullshitting and bebopping if that's not your priority right now just say that so that we know so that we don't stuck be around here looking for music and you're and you know you ain't dropping no no damn music that's not specifically about lola monroe that could be about a lot of people feeling your favorite artist but i just feel that way about lola monroe spe- specifically because i've watched her become a really good rapper Like, I feel like on her first mixtape, she was okay. She was all right. She had potential. But then I feel like as she's put out music, as she's grown as a rapper, especially when she got with Taylor Gang, I feel like when she got with with Taylor Gang, she was in her bag. I feel like we we got some of Lola Monroe's best music when she was with Taylor Gang. And I wish she would go back to Taylor Gang because I want to know what's going on over there. But anyway, um... That's pretty much it on the on the Platinum Life because I really didn't know any of the other girls like that. And and that's not to say that they were boring. I don't care what's going on with them. I wish them all the best, but I don't remember them enough to really want to see them again. I feel like if there was a new cast that came back with old members, I would want to see Lola Monroe and I would want to see Megan Good's sister, LaMaya. 
I feel like she was the only other person who has any type of distinctive memory for me from that show. I remember her from that show. And I think she's strikingly beautiful. I think she's gorgeous. I would love to, love to see what's going on with her and her journey and what she got going on. Um, but yeah, everybody else, I don't remember them having many personal stories. I kind of see what's going on with Crystal. So if she wanted to come back, she could. But I don't see her coming back because I just listened to her interview on Reality with the King. And it doesn't seem like she's going to come back to a platinum life because she quit the show. And that's why the whole show got canceled in the first place. So... With that being said, we're going to move on to the show, The Next 15. Speaking of Carlos King, that was, I believe, his first show to hit television after he left The Real Housewives. Um, and if you don't know what The Next 15 was, the, 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 the Next 15 was about these former reality stars, people who were on different reality shows before so like jennifer williams from basketball wives claudia jordan from real housewives of atlanta ben zeno from love and hip-hop um and a uh tiffany pollard from a whole bunch of reality shows and then some other people i think karamo from the real world um you know that type of thing and it was people who were on reality shows in the past coming together to try to put together a project and have their next 15 minutes of fame, right? And in the first season, they were trying to put together this talk show. It was a fucking mess. But I will say that Claudia did go from that show and end up doing doing a talk show and ended up moderating several other talk shows. So shout out to Claudia Jordan. But if I would see the next 15 come back, I would have to see it with an evolving cast, meaning I wouldn't mind seeing the people who were on the first season, like uh, um, Laura Govan from Basketball Wives even. I wouldn't mind seeing the original cast, but I wouldn't want it to only be the original cast. I would want it to be like an evolving cast. So like we saw them on the first season, kind of like how they did making the band after they made the band. Like when they made Danity Kane, you saw Danity Kane interact with day 26 after they were chosen do you, do you get what i mean it's kind of like we continue to follow Danity kane as they were making a new band i want to see the see you know check in with the old cast as we see new people coming in getting their next 15 do you get what i mean so it's like we don't just completely forget about the the people who were on the show last season but i want to see new people introduced each season coming in to get their next 15 and as we see people kind of evolving to to new levels like let's say claudia jordan got fox soul or whatever she would she would evolve and like age out of the next 15 because she got her next 15 so if we did see her she would come in and, and just check in with the newer people or like come and pop in and like just give us an update on on what's going on with her but she wouldn't be like a staple cast member anymore because we we would be coming in and seeing new people coming in and building their next 15 do you get what i'm saying and so that would be the only way that i would want to see a next 
15 happened, but I would only want to see it if it wasn't such fake-ass drama. Like, the way that Tiffany Pollard came in with all that bullshit and all that extra and all that fakeness and producing all these scenes and doing all this extra-ass acting, I can't deal with that. I don't like that. I don't... It's not enjoyable to see. It's not fun to watch. It's not cool. I'm not about that. I don't enjoy that. It is annoying as hell. I can't deal with it. And I don't want to see it on my screen at all. So I don't want to see any cast member of any reality show on any network, on, on any channel coming in with that type of bullshit. That shit that she pulled on the next 15 was so annoying and I feel like that is the reason why the show didn't come back I feel like it just became camp and it became something that you couldn't take seriously because she got her ass up there and showed the fuck out and she did too goddamn much and it's just it it was just it was just it was just it was just too much it was just too goddamn much so if the next 15 is is going to come back, I don't necessarily even want to see them coming together to try to do a project together like how the R&B divas in Atlanta tried to come together to, to, to do the album and then try to come together and do the tour. And then how the R&B divas Los Angeles tried to come together to do the Not Your Mama logs and then all of that stuff. I don't want to see that. I want to see them come together and truly put in the work in in their respective crafts to try to build their next 15 like you know like what happened to the reality stars that came on reality tv with a higher goal do you get what i'm saying what happened to the reality stars that came on the shows who wanted to do more outside of just being on a reality show and getting money from being on a reality show i feel like nowadays people get on reality tv to be on reality tv and i don't I'm not going to say that I don't like that because not every girl that is like that is annoying, right? But it seems like when girls come on reality TV with no other goal but being on reality TV, it seems like they're very easy to jump into some shit that they really don't want to do or or it it turns easy for them to just turn up for TV just because and it turns fake really quick. So we get these reality stars who become caricatures uh, of themselves very quickly because reality TV is all of they is all they have and they're not building anything outside of that. So I don't want that. I want people who are coming on reality TV with a goal. Where are people who are coming on TV to build their music careers? Where are people who are coming on TV to build their acting careers? Where are the people who are coming on reality TV to be be producers and music and TV? Where are the people who are coming on reality TV to be dancers? You, you know what? Speaking of, I'll, you know what show that I want to want to come back to as an honorable mention? BET's Born to Dance. I would love to see that. I would love to see the dance scene come back. Both of the Lorian Gibson shows that came out that only lasted one season. There's a lot of these shows that I that I wanted to put on this list, but they were like only on for one season, so I felt like they qualified as 
um, candidates for the mini series that I want to do for this podcast called One Season Wonder. So I didn't bring them up, but I am going to mention them on this show so that when I bring them up on One Season Wonders, you'll have a little bit of familiarity with them. Hopefully you listen to my podcast enough to, you know, catch the interwoven threads between the episodes that I call back to from time to time. Now, um, like I said, I, where are the people who came on reality TV to do something? Where, where are the people who came on reality TV to be a rapper, to, to get focus on their music, to, to get focused on their acting, to get focused on their business? Like, I want to see those people. I don't want to see people who just want to be on reality TV. That's not what the next 15 is for. That's not what the next 15 is for, because that's how we ended up with people like Tiffany Pollard on the next 15, who I truly believe got that show canceled. No shade. Genuinely no shade. But I just... Her antics don't work today, but I also have just personal issues with Tiffany Pollard, so I'm just going to move on. But like I said, if the next 15 comes back, I want it with with an evolving cast. We can check in with the original cast, but we pretty much see where a lot of y'all are at right now. Claudia Jordan is actually hosting a talk show. Karamo is actually hosting a talk show. And we see where the rest of y'all are at. Now, let's go to the bottom up or from the bottom up. Excuse me. And if you're not familiar with what From the Bottom Up is, it is a show that is produced by Nikki Gilbert, created by Nikki Gilbert. And it was about women who have some sort of um, prominence or or notoriety, notoriety, whether it be in the entertainment industry, on on social media, whatever, what have you, or just, you know, women who have these famous stories that are kind of like folklore or you know just stories that you've heard of but you don't necessarily know the people who are behind it and it's about these women who have gone to jail gone to prison and are coming out coming back into society and they're working their way back to you know a good space in their life from the bottom up right on the first season it had Sarah from the second um group from making the band called the band um she was on there she had went to jail for all of this toxic chaos that she had with her husband or whatever blah 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 it had angela stanton on there who is all types of transphobic and problematic um it had a bunch of different people on there it had kimberly smedley on there the woman who who went to prison for doing all the butt injections um it had all types of people on there. I would love to see that show come back. Um, I'm not exactly sure if I want a new cast or not because I feel like more stories can can be told in that space. But I would like to at least check in on what's going on with some of the cast. I don't give a fuck what Angela Stanton is doing. I really don't give a damn about anything that she has going on unless she is trying to reform her transphobic ass, ignorant ass, arrogant ass, evil ass ways. I don't have anything for her. 
So I would love to see how like Kimberly Smedley is doing. I would love to see how the other women who were on the show who I can't remember specifically are doing. But the From the Bottom Up show was really good. I would love to see how Sarah's doing, but I would love to see an evolving cast with that show as well. I think that show could do really well with, with an evolving cast and with a group of people who have these like infamous or notorious stories that you could see coming around and, and you know, changing their lives and doing new things and coming up and you know, creating new lanes for themselves. I think this is the perfect show about what I was talking about, people who are coming on reality TV to actually do something. I think that this group of people could be a perfect example of that, of people who are utilizing the opportunity to tell their story to not only one, make a bag, but also build that bag and build that opportunity and build that space of being seen on TV into something that they really want to do versus just being on TV. Do you get what I mean? Um, So I think that I would love to check in on some of the original cast, but I would love to see an evolving cast in this space. I also want to see Nikki Gilbert win with, with another show, honestly, because she created R&B Divas. I felt like that was a win. Um, I felt like the concept and the idea was brilliant. I felt like Atlanta worked for as long as it was going to work. I felt like Los Angeles could have kept going for seasons and seasons. And I don't know why it ended. I don't know why the show stopped happening because I feel like the Los Angeles version really could have been a good mecca for girls. I feel like Atlanta really could have been a good mecca for girls, but for some reason, the casting in Atlanta just didn't work. It just stopped working and it stopped working very quickly. And I don't, I could dive deep into that of what happened, but it just seems like the casting was good based on the the casting in Atlanta was good individually, but they didn't work as a group. And I think with LA, the casting worked individually and it also worked as a group. And I think that's the, that's the major difference. But I would just love to see Nikki Gilbert win with another show. And I also want to know what was the resolve with her lawsuit with P-Valley. Because I know she sued the production company or sued the network or sued all of those people. I'm not exactly sure, but I know she sued a bunch of people in regards to P-Valley and her idea potentially or allegedly being stolen from the intellectual property that she created called, called Soul Kittens Cabaret, right? So... That is the reason why it took so long for season two to premiere of P-Valley was because, you know, there were some things that were held up with that because of the lawsuit that Nikki Gilbert filed. And when P-Valley premiered and the second season came back, I was like, okay, well, uh, well, I guess that was cleared up. I haven't heard anything about it. Maybe they settled out of court. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. So I would love to know how that was resolved and if there is going to be anything moving forward with Soul Kittens Cabaret. Is there going to be a new iteration of it? Is there going to be a new production? And how can I be involved? Um, 
so yeah I would love to hear about that as well from the bottom up was a really good show and I like reality shows with interesting concepts like I appreciate the format of women just getting together and being friends for the sake of being friends for a show I could appreciate that but I would also like some sort of depth to that and some sort of um camaraderie that comes with that you know like with basketball wives it was women who were attached to basketball stars with shows like wags it was wives and girlfriends of sports stars and you know with housewives it was these unique women in these cities and and this and this that and the third but i just I need women on reality TV who have goals and and who have greater ambitions than just being on reality TV because of the fact that fans have such a short attention span with reality stars. It's not like a lot of reality stars are lasting as long as Candy is lasting on reality TV anymore. And there aren't a lot of shows that are able to sustain that long enough to even have a long-running cast like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they're making them like the girls in Potomac anymore that can have at least half the cast be OGs. Because I think at this point, we're up to, what, six housewives and three of them are from season one? And to me, I think Ashley might have come in in season two, but to me, she feels like she was right there in season one. It's It feels like she came in in season one. But she might have come in season two. I'm not sure. But I just... I want to see cast come together for a reason. And I want to see cast co- co- come together for an interest... Like, 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 with an interesting dynamic with each other. That's why From the Bottom Up was so interesting to me. Because I think that these were all women who had went to prison, who have some sort of notoriety in the urban market, and who were all trying to come back to society and rebuild their lives not just you know get back their spot or get back their place on the charts or you know something that we've all seen and heard before it was really them rebuilding their lives and they had the opportunity to do it on a reality show and I think that that was something that was such an interesting and a clever dynamic I was instantly hooked to it and finding out and finding out that Nikki Gilbert what 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 was a part of it was just another sell for me So I think that is my list. I think I have covered everything. I cannot think of anything right now. Mind you, I am trying to think if I have any other honorable mentions. But if I do, I will add them later. So with that being said, I'm going to take a final break and come back and wrap up the episode. See you in a second. All right, all right, everybody. This has been Real Reality Realness, and we have gotten to the real reality of canceled reality shows and shows that I would want to be rebooted. How did you guys feel? What do you guys think about my choices? What do you think about the shows that I would like to see rebooted? Did you agree with 
my selections and my reasoning as to why. Oh, excuse me. How did you feel about this choice of episode? Because I'm trying to also create episodes of this show that are just about reality TV in a general sense and not necessarily about a specific reality show or about recapping an episode. Because like I said in the church announcements, I am working on getting to the second part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. I'm also getting to Married to Medicine. I have to catch up on Married to Medicine, but watching actual reality TV gets away from me very quickly. So a lot of the times I will binge a show and then feel like talking about it and come back and make an episode. So probably what might happen is I'm going to watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion and recap those two episodes individually because there's only two parts left to the reunion and what I'm gonna do is just let the rest of Married to Medicine play out and just binge the entire season and come back and do a podcast episode about it as we go into the reunion and then recap the reunion that has all the season's bullshit. So I think that's probably what's going to happen there because I don't know if I'm adequately able to keep up with specifically recapping each episode by episode, even with the shows that I love because Married to Medicine is my favorite Bravo show. It's probably my favorite reality show in this format, but all these reality shows are getting to the same bullshit and they're they're all getting stale in their own ways. So there's only so many groups of women I can watch argue without getting um, (sighs) tired, for lack of better words. Listen, speaking of tired, I'm recording this episode. It is literally 4.47 in the morning. This episode is scheduled to air at 6 o'clock in the morning. And the reason why I'm recording it so late is because I am recording interviews and regular episodes in the same day. So when I do interviews... Sometimes they're scheduled in the evening so I can do my regular episode in the morning and it'd be fine. But then when I have them scheduled in the morning, my day gets hectic and it gets away from me. So it's harder to to record it in the evening. And then eventually I end up taking a nap and thinking that it's going to be 30 minutes and it ends up being four hours. And then here we are. So... With all of that being said, um, if the energy seems down in this episode, I apologize because it is for something in the morning and I wanted to just go ahead and make sure that I have the episode up at six because my interview that I am recording today is at closer to noon. It's like at 11 Eastern time. So I don't know if I'm going to drop the episode right after that or schedule it out. But with that being said, I want to drop one episode every weekday instead of doing two. 
this is only week two of the podcast, so I'm still figuring out exactly how I'm doing things, how I want to fi- how I want to figure out all of the stuff, how I'm dropping episodes, all the production. So please bear with me. I hope that you guys are willing to take the ride with me, and I hope that the content is good enough and entertaining enough for you to kind of figure out the method to my madness and help me operate within my own organized chaos. So I believe that what I'm going to do is drop one episode every weekday and then do the super chat on Sundays and the episodes that I record, even if I can't like... I think what I'm going to do is record the interviews and schedule them out and still have episodes ready to drop every day at 6 a.m. So even if I'm recording an interview, I won't have to depend on that being the episode for the day. Do you get what I mean? So I can just risk. So so the interviews that I record, I'll just schedule later in that week or the next week which is what I believe I'm going to do with the interview that I'm recording today because I recorded an interview yesterday morning that is scheduled to come out on Thursday. And then the interview that I'm recording today is going to come out more than likely on Monday because I've already promised that the Real Housewives of Atlanta recap was going to be Friday's episode. So I believe I have a interview today and tomorrow listen I have a bunch of interviews coming up and I'm still booking people left and right so like I said if you want to suggest people for me for for me to talk to if you have content creators that, that 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 you want me to reach out to let me know reach out to them as well send them my podcast let them know that I'm looking for people to come on my podcast. And if they like my podcast, reach out to me. I would love to interview them, especially if they're content creators who make content about reality TV specifically. Those are the people that I want to talk to. If there are people who are no longer on reality TV that are willing to come on a podcast and talk about reality TV, reach out to them as well. Send them my podcast. I don't necessarily want to talk to people who are in contracts right now because that adds another level of red tape and the interview would have to get cleared with the network that they're on, which compiles and complicates all the things of the things. And I just don't want to go through all of that red tape. I, I don't want people who are who are worried about what, what fans are going to think and all this blah, 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 blah. I just want to enjoy conversations with, with people. So that's why I limit it to content creators if this is your first episode and your first and your first time hearing me say that. So with that being said, I appreciate every single one of you guys for being here. I'm going to wrap up this episode do the final edits, do the things of the things, and have it ready to go out at 6 a.m. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I, I hope you enjoy this podcast, all the rest of the episodes. Let me know if you're binging. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Make sure you guys... Um, respond to the question that is attached to the episode. If you're listening in Spotify, give the show, uh, give the show a five-star rating in Spotify. It's going to be coming to more platforms soon. So all the people who are waiting to listen to it in Apple music, Google podcasts, all the places of the places, it'll be there soon. 
Um, thank you guys for being patient. Thank you to the people who have downloaded Spotify just to listen to, to my podcast. I really appreciate it. But if you don't want to download Spotify, you can also listen to it in the website link. So if you go to my um, link that is in my bio, it has all of the places that you can find me, find all of my content, find the super chat, find the podcast specifically on the website. Um, and and if you scroll all the way down to the anchor web page for my podcast, you can listen to all the episodes in the actual web page instead of having to download Spotify. Just keep scrolling. But um, the link in my bio has all of my places, the Instagram for the podcast, which is Real Reality Realness on IG, my personal Instagram, which is Cherie Laveau, um, my personal Twitter, which is also Cherie Laveau. And yeah, it has the link to the playlist on YouTube, the Super Chat and all those things. So go to my social medias, check out the links, do all those things, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, do all the things, the things, all the things, the things, the things, the things. And until the next episode, I love every single one of y'all from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Be good, be safe and be yourself. Love you. Peace.